Hello everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play D&D, where we play games with pens, paper, dice, and our imagination. Thanks for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nerdy People Play D&D, and we had a bit of a break it was over Christmas and New Year's. It was lovely. Yeah. I hope everyone else did as well, which would give you an idea of how badly behind, in front, unprepared I generally am. Everyone... Can I, can I get a round of introductions in the order that you appear on my Roll20 thing? So, Dame, who, who, who are you and who are you playing today? Hi, I am Dame, and I am playing Mags, who is a furbolg barbarian, Path of the Bear totem warrior. So she's big, she's tanky, she's kind of fuzzy, um, but she's pretty awkward and shy in most social situations. Excellent. Um, next we have uh, Jacob. Who are you playing? Who are you and who are you playing? Uh, yep, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Colin Alzart. He's a Winterfolk halfling, and he is a warlock with Pact of the Tome. And most of the time, Excellent. he's the one who's probably fretting the most. Yeah. Uh Tyler, sorry, I just had a mental blank. That's weird for me. Tyler, who are you and who are you playing? Well, I'm Tyler, and I'm playing Michael, uh, the Great Wizard. Perhaps you've heard of him. And, uh, I have. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's a jack-of-all-trades, master of all of them in his mind. And uh, he's he's here to play. He has all the confidence of a straight white man. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. And Ethan, who, who I, well, I know who you are, but... For, for the nice people at home who aren't related to you. Uh, yeah, I'm Ethan, uh, Josh's brother. Um, yeah, I'm playing uh, Mouth, uh, Piney Ranger. He's got Excellent. a little tree as a friend. He second does. little tree. Little little tree the second. The education yep. of little tree. Sure. Excellent. And I'm Josh, host and dungeon master. I am everyone else, including Michaela who is Tyler, uh, Michael's daughter. Yes. Uh, which we're having fun discovering what she's about. Um, and uh, Christoph, who is a bit of a revenant. Or something like that. Um, last session, or last week, if you were listening to these week to week to week, um, well done for not binging, um, our brave heroes uh, managed to destroy some uh, rust monsters and a huge cube nasty gas thing that hurt a lot of people. Um, and they're going pretty well, I think. No no one had died yet. Hmm. I mean, I'm trying, but... I mean, I mean yeah, it's, it's been good. Kristoff was yeah. pretty close. Kristoff's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's not going to impact his day close too much. To, I don't know... His body dissolving, like I don't think that he is can true. get more dead. Maybe I don't want to think well, about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess. Um, so yeah, the the room around you. Um, now that you got a bit more time to have a bit of a look around, you can see this looks like an abandoned workshop. Um, you can see several corroded um, uh, Georges lying around the place. Um, what would the party, and, and also things like, you know, tool racks, a couple of workbenches, they, they look like they were abandoned maybe some time ago. Um, but yeah, what would the party like to do? 
I don't remember last time, but uh, did I look around for more of those soul crystals? I think you did look at a couple of soul crystals and you found them, uh, if I recall, um, I said you'd found some and they look like the soul crystal you have, but just not as well made. Yeah, the last note as, I as have if maybe, about soul, as if soul maybe, as, as if maybe they are older. Okay. Yeah, the, or, my or last like an earlier prototype kind of thing. My my last note was for less nice soul crystals. Yes. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Uh, is anyone going to search around for anything else, or what would you like to do? Hmm. I mean, this was Definitely. kind of a secret room. I think we need to look around because, I mean, they had to hide something here. I would like to roll an investigation. All right. With a minus one modifier. Excellent. Yeah, well, other people can roll. That's that's all good. Yeah, I'd <laughs> like to roll my investigation because I have a plus four. Ooh, oh. Okay. That's Michael, uh, you know, showing his quality. Fourteen total. Fourteen. Ooh. Excellent. Uh, are you other? Are the other two going to roll as well? Yeah, I was trying to bring this sheet up. Okay. Ten. Excellent. While you do that, I'm not at all bringing up the Dungeon Master's Guide, which I should have had in front of me. <laughs> Mags is just picking up crates, one-handed, looking underneath them, then putting the crates back down. <laughs> this to her is a very studious investigation. I, I kind of like the fact that Mags might not be opening the crates, because like, well, that that's probably someone's. That yeah, no, she... Opening the crates, no. Op lifting them up to be like, is there a trapdoor? Nope, no trapdoors. Okay. Wait, you mean there's I, stuff in crates? Can I get one of you to roll me a... Should I be generous or not? Let, let's say, um... Let's say a d4. Roll me a d4, one of you. I just clicked on it. Oh, there Two. we go. Two? Excellent. Okay, so um, what I'll say is, uh, Conlon and Michael, given that you had the highest investigation results, can each of you give me a D100 roll, please? Yep. Sorry. Okay. 58. 87. 58. And 87. Oh, okay, nice. So, Colin, as you are rooting around, um, like, you know, you're, you're, you're essentially going over the workbenches, you find, like, you know, all these, you know, leftover notes and things, and you actually find two things. Um, the first is, as you touch it, you can feel like a spark of magic coming from this old, rolled-up-looking scroll. Uh, and as you unroll it, you can see that this is indeed a spell scroll. I will have to try and figure out which spell it is, but we'll get back to that later. Yep. You also find what looks like a journal, almost. And it has the number 2 slash 3 written on it. Alrighty. I will definitely Someone's be looking conveniently into that. <laughs> Someone's conveniently labeling their journals. Yeah. It's interesting that they that there's an end date on these journals. Like, they know that they're going to either stop journaling or die at a specific time. 
perhaps it is clairvoyance. Or maybe. Yeah, let's go with that. That's a much better explanation than I had. <laughs> I mean, it could have just been, I don't know, like, they were doing stuff afterwards, like most things, and they were like, oh, it didn't all fit in one book, so they just kept going. And then later. To be it fair, afterwards. if it was a research journal, that would make a lot of sense. Mouth just looks puzzling, puzzled at this thing. So you call this a book? What is that? Yeah. So, Josh, did. Did uh did I find anything or was that just or did I was uh, I helping yes, Connie? Did um sorry I was actually just quick and, uh, quickly rolling up a uh, did I find a monster? <laughs> it's the table of uh, how you will die painfully today. Uh, Colin, uh, you did this spell scroll. Is it is a wizard spell scroll and it is acid arrow. Not that you know that, but I mean, when you hand it to Michael, he's able to quickly like, oh, that's what that is. Oh yeah, I know this one. Yeah, uh, Michael, sorry, you rolled an eighty-seven, I think you said. Yes. Excellent. So you're going, you're scouring through like the rags as well. Uh, you know, just kind of you know looking through the the crates that um, what's the name Mags has been picking up, and you. Like, what kind of looks like a, a small glass view just kind of, like, falls out of one of the bundles of rags that you find. Um, and this small... I mean, you pick it up and it, and it weighs about one pound. And you can tell that this is indeed a, a magical little thing. Um, I mean, you would have heard of these before. It's a pretty basic kind of magical item. Um, it is called a drift globe. Hmm. What that does... Um, is essentially it's a floating night light or a floating light. Well, this isn't really useful to me because I have I can see in the dark. Um, does anybody not see in the dark? I think one of us. I can't. Would you like Would you like to hold on to the drift globe? Yes, please. Would you like this magic scroll? Yes, please. There you go. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> you can see I you can know. see Conlin's face curdle just like he gave me a magic thing be nice be nice be nice now I'm just figuring out oh if I've been getting it on. wrong this whole time oh that'd be so <laughs> embarrassing That, that would actually be funny if we could get... Uh, actually, <laughs> I'm tempted to make Tyler and um, Ethan roll opposing charisma and wisdom checks to see if Malf now believes Conlon's name is actually Conlon. <laughs> no. But I think that's enough of that. Okay. Um, also, um, Conlon, as you go through the journal that you found, yeah. um, you find like the, it's a bunch of notes and diagrams essentially outlining... How Georges are made. Oh. Hmm. You you flick through look, if if there's some things I can tell you for free or you can roll. I mean let's go with the free ones first. Okay. And then later when I sit up for a long period of time reading a book, then I can roll. <laughs> Excellent. As you I mean you flick through and I mean you can kind of see like, you know, different sketches, some prototypes some numbers which mean 
absolutely nothing to you at a cursory glance. But you can tell that, oh, okay, you know, clearly, you know, this this is someone's journal about, you know, how they built Georges and, and the development of. Um, as you come to, like, kind of like a, about a third of the way through, like, it's, it's a big, chonky book, too. Um, the pages are cut away. And, like, someone has carved a bunch of pages out mm-hmm. of this book. And they've put like a small, what would be to you like an almost fist-sized, bright red stone in the middle of this book. Like right in the middle. And they were like, you know, they, they wrote around it, they did notes around it. Um, yeah, so, and the, and as you flick to the last page, you, you see, actually give me an investigation roll on this one. Okay. Three. Your older one. Oh no. Well, the good thing is that there is no such. There is technically no such thing as a critical failure with a skill roll, according to the rules as written. Um, so yeah, you don't notice anything Book else. But this this gem looks pretty cool. I close the. Pick book. up the gem and eat it. <laughs> with your investigation. No, but we're also in a confined room, and if I'm going to hand it to Michael to look at, I want to be where I can be far enough away in case it does explode. I'm not in the blast radius. That's fair. I like okay. how there's no concern for whether or not Michael's caught in the blast radius. He's the great wizard. You're right. I shouldn't doubt him. I mean, it's hard to tell if he's in the blast radius or not with that cape on. True. Okay, I would say at this point in time, um, like, Michaela is spending some time, like, she's, you know, scrubbing her armor, like, trying to, you know, like, oil and oil the rust and try and, like, you know, repair it and fix it and whatnot. And Christoph is just kind of like, damn, that's a tough one. Oh, that's right. Sorry about that. I forgot that Mags had, like, chest burstered her way out of it. She's like, what? No, I feel fine. Like a raging barbarian goddess. Yep. Maybe. Um. So, what would you, what would you all like to do at this point? Maybe. Are there any exits other than the one we used to come in? It's a good question. Can I? How, how would you? How would you test that? Yeah. Yeah. Give me an investigation. Okay. Yeah, maybe just kind of running my hands along the walls and kind of feeling for cracks and things like that to kind of look sure. for seams in this game. Yeah. I mean, wall. So, uh, 14 again. As far as you can tell, there is nothing in this room. Like, it, it just... There'd be no secret exits or anything from this room. Hey, Josh. Yes? Can you remind the audience, and definitely the audience, and not Mal, and definitely who not obviously you. know this, yeah, uh, what are we doing in an old George's factory again? A disused robot shop? It's a great question, Ethan, for the audience who are only just joining us maybe for this episode after seeing that wonderful tweet that I put out about my Better Homes and Dungeons podcast. I am Yeah, um, them and no one else. Okay, you have come here because Christoph said Gamel, who he has not really taken any other time to tell you about this person at all 
had taken from him something very important, and you discovered on the way that what she had taken from him was his death. And oh. He is unhappy over the... Well, that, that's what he's told you so far, that he's unhappy about being resurrected. Really? I think being alive rules, but you do you, man. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a pretty straightforward thing that we don't have to travel into a dungeon to to fix. Um, I mean, if you just want to be yeah, killed, I mean, like, that's, I got that's a, a really good question. Hand. Like, what other, you know, ulterior motive or, or underlying motivation might he have? It's a really good I question. Would like to throw out there um upon seeing our great uh not our great and powerful but our great wizard investigate around the room and in a show of uh trying to do the same thing mags would like to do like test the walls as well with her hands but instead she's just gonna punch them sure and see if any of them break when you when you roll this investigation you may add your strength bonus instead because you're using muscles all right, that's great because I will just do a strength check. Let's yeah. not All also right. forget that. Oh my oh, god! Oh, <laughs> never mind. And at twenty. That, that's when you burn them. Um, yeah, as far as I mean, as far as your fists can tell, every single wall around this room is completely solid. It was hewn out. It was really nicely made. Some of them have got large fist impacts, though. <laughs> Max returns to the party with incredibly bloody knuckles. <laughs> After beating the crap out of the walls. And it's like, nope, that are good. I, I gotta wonder if anyone else has seen The Raid 2. <laughs> I was thinking of that as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. That bit when he's in the jail. Oh, it's so Practicing good. on the wall. Yeah. But that's probably a real wall. He probably doesn't think that jail can be punched through. Given that, it, Although, given he, that it's the guy... I mean, it's the guy from Raid Raid 2. I mean, he might be able to punch through. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, that second movie goes a bit nuts. He probably could have punched through a wall at that point. He probably could have. <laughs> so, it is also a little weird that we found this place that makes George's. There's the room where we first walked in that had, like, those seven markings or something. And, oh, on the outside, there was all the stuff written in some language that... Michaela can read. I yeah. don't remember what language that was or if she said what it was, but I know I couldn't read it. She didn't say. Um, she didn't say what language it was. Uh, what, what are your uh, invo- What are your eldritch invocations? Sorry, Common. Oh, um, just uh, beguiling influence and the book of ancient secrets. What does that second one do again? That's just. It makes my book so I can have the extra cantrips. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know I can read and, it. And she hadn't, she hadn't really mentioned anything, Don't but she had taken a couple of notes in her diary. Good to know. Excellent. Yeah. For those listening, she's friends with the Avenging Blade. Sometimes... She, she is. She's a member of the Avenging Blades. Yes. Sometimes she's a tiefling. she gets scary with very dark eyes and a deep voice that sounds like she smoked for 40 years. Yes. Major case of the brain worms here. Yeah. <laughs> Decidedly. Yes. Them brain worms. Them's dangerous. Perhaps we should okay. go back to the 
other room where we did see another door that we haven't gone through. Okay. Uh, would that be where? Like here or? Um, well, that's that spot you indicated was out of our vision. So oh. Oh, you turn on the fancy roughly lighting. Roughly that, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll move people over to where I think you mean. Thank you. Little tree, man. Oh, I just. Crystal. Man. Yes, because this is where I we go. got split. And then. I, I need to get better tokens for y'all. A few people had to fight at George's, and then we came rushing in and. They got beaten up fairly quickly after that, but. Excellent. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a. As you can see, as you come back to the room where you fought the George's. Uh, there is a door to the south. Open the door. And step right through. You open the door and you emerge into a room that... You, you can see a uh, like an entranceway on, uh, on the west. And a heavy closed stone door on the right. In the middle of the room, there are three bronze stands. And all of them look like they should be holding something. Something small, about maybe a little smaller than the size of Conlon's fist. Do you mean Connor's fist? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Everyone, that's not Ga- Jacob that's is giving, giving <laughs> direct. Dignify with a response. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although even saying that is kind of doing so, so, you know. I... But... Okay. Um, I, I want to knock on the stone door. Your fist impacts on the stone, leaving no impression whatsoever. Good try, though. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I you can, however, when looking at the stone door, um, you see a pattern that looks like three circles uh, that, that look like they overlap at a central point. Is this what we're going to have to use that, that globe for in one of these podiums? Well, Gondlins, I, have... I don't think you're going to keep it for very long. No. Sorry to say. But I have an idea, but I think we might want to find some other stones that might fit this thing. If this to is the other door! To open. Excellent. Um, we, so you're coming down uh, the entrance on your left? Yep, see what's in here. Excellent. As you look down the end of the corridor, you can see a circular room at the end. Although un- until someone gets in there, they can see really well in the dark. There's not much else I can really say. I'm good at that. Let's roll. <laughs> All right. Um... Malf, you, you run into the room, I imagine. Little tree waddling or tree running right behind you, I guess, and everyone else just, like, piling in. Um, what you see is a, um, a sequence of six pillars. And in front of each pillar, there's, like, a... I mean, as you walk in, you hear a clunk underneath your feet. Whoops. And a light on the pillar above you flashes 
and it flashes green, and you can see a single downward stroke. Across the walls of this room, as you look, you can see like this amazing mural depicting seven heroic figures. One of them, if, if you kind of squint a bit, would look like Kristoff, if he wasn't, you know, a walking corpse type of guy. Uh, and he kind of smiles like, oh, did a good job. Hey, Kristoff, is that a friend of yours up there? Well, there's six of my friends up there. Well, friends is a strong word, but yeah. Is I mean, one of you them can hard to see because of his cloak. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> one of them definitely looks like the elfish vampire person that you that Kristoff staked uh, up top. So there's seven people total on the murals. There are seven people total on the murals, and there are six pillars in this room. No, uh, arranged, arranged clockwisey with with little trapdoors in front of them. This is what you eggheads call a puzzle. I have no patience for this. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan or Malf? <laughs> no, I'm in character. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely what Malf thinks. Let's <laughs> see what Mags can think of it. No, yeah, she's just. Like uh, there's you're seven. you're you're very impressed by by the 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 number on the pillar uh, behind mouth where it says one, and you think oh that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I, I Max will point that out actually helpfully and say they're all numbered. All right, all right I'm gonna investigate with my ten. <laughs> with the ten, you're well aware that the the. Trap the the pressure pad that Malph stood on is definitely connected to that number one above his head, and you suspect, given that there are six of them in total, that you may have to step on them in a certain order. Oh, Malph's like I've played video games that use puzzles like this before. Um, I hate you so much, Ethan. Okay, uh, someone touch another pillar. Well, Alright, I'll touch another pillar. The one, the one, like, to the left of, I don't know, this one. The one to the left, so anti-clockwise? Sure. Okay. Is that what you do, Tyler, or Michael? Yes. Okay. Tyler and Mouth, each of you roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, my brain. <laughs> so I rolled a six. Seventeen. I will not be stupefied. So so what are your wisdom bonuses, Tyler? Sorry, uh, it's a plus one. You rolled a thirteen. So oh. fourteen in total? How did I roll two? No, the first one was... Uh, uh, your six was your arc. It was oh, your investigation, oh. yeah. Gotcha. Okay, sorry. Then it's yeah. a 14 total. Excellent. Both of you feel like a sudden spike of pain? Like, oh, that's not right. Uh, but you don't take any damage this time. Which number did Michael step on? That's a really good question. Like, mouth is... If you picture this room, it's round, say, like a clock. Yep. And Malf would be in the 12th position. Yep. Or right at the very top. 
and there are six of these located equidistantly around in a circular fashion. And if we're still picturing it as a clock, Michael would have stepped on the 11. Yep. Or, or around that direction. Cool. Maybe try yes. the one clockwise. So we go in increasing order, like one, two, three. All right, I reckon I could take another brain attack. Okay, so... Uh, whoa, whoa, slow, slow down. Mouth, you realize if you go to take a step off, the thing comes up and the number goes out. Ow. Well, so that's definitely so the first one. I assume then you step back onto it and it goes green again. Woo! Yeah. Let's try the next okay, one. Okay, so... I'll jump on. Excellent. Is that... Who, okay, excellent. Malf and Conlon, can each of you give me a wisdom saving throw? Yeah, oh, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> this stinks. Oh, my brain. Okay. 21. Excellent. Um, Malv, you feel a spike of pain rip through your head again, and this time it inflicts a single point of psychic damage. Uh, um, Conlon, you have a small tingling sensation. You, you definitely don't like it. It's, it's a bit of a mild headache, but otherwise you're okay. Can we put a rock... On one of okay, these. I'm gonna leave the <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna step. I'm, I'm gonna step. Little up. tree. Exactly, no. little tree. This pressure oh plate, God. sit on it. This, how many okay. trees can you make it at one time? Just one at a time. I can only have one out at a time. There's we only so many other ways we can step on these. We didn't specify how many acorns I have in my acorn pouch. I'm gonna assume it's an. You can have one at a time. <laughs> I've got like a little bag of holding for tree and acorns. So why not? Okay. okay, so Mouth, are you or is Little Tree sitting on the one? Shall we call it? Yeah. Okay. Little Tree, I have a very important job for you. I'm gonna sit try right this. here. <laughs> sit right here and think about um, something pleasant. I'm going to okay. try the three after Little Tree goes on to the one. Can I get a wisdom saving throw from Conlon and Ethan? 16. Okay, look, there has to be some kind of actual logic we should be applying here. Yeah, there should be oh, some kind of Oh, Little Tree. <laughs> Malf, you take a further point of no, psychic I don't. damage. No, I fine. Oh, Little Tree takes a point of psychic damage. You see, it just kind of, he just kind of... Sorry, Little Tree, I don't know if, he's a he, if they are a he or a she. I'm going to go with they. They twitch as if they had just taken a single point of psychic damage. Well... Now we know it's that one, and then one of those two. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. All right. We've been I'll worse. walk over to the the one. So gonna, there's number there's number on. one right that we know mm -hmm. is correct. Yes. Hold on. I'll, I'm look oh, sorry. The first. Sorry. I should say also, uh, Michael, when you stepped on the one you stepped on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there was a V followed by a one. That flashed up in red. When Conlon stepped to the one directly across oh, from Malf on the other side, now you, tell you me saw the sequence. two eyes. And when he stepped on the next one, it was three eyes. And each of them flashed up red. Wait, two eyes? I'm gonna... I'm gonna the letter. Up. Right. I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna look over to Kristoff and say, is there any like special way you any symbol you guys draw in like a particular way? Not really. Um, he does look at the wall, and I mean, you I, to to kind of describe these characters to you, um, Christoph, as you can see, was number he had number seven on his, uh, and if I recall correctly, Robichaux had number six. Yep. From what you can see, if you were to say, you know, look at the characters on the wall. Robichaux is on the, like, he, he would be over here. Hmm. Looking directly across from him, you see a tremendously huge minotaur with one of his horns broken off. Next to him is a... Josh needs to check his nose. Okay, you see a, a slender figure, um, kind of, you know, hidden by a tremendous cloak. You, you don't really get a good look at what they look like, but in one hand, they're holding, like, a, a magic wand, and in the other hand, it, it looks like, you know, they're kind of, like, doing that fan thing with a deck of cards. Gambler. Yeah, Gambler. Um, actually, sorry, sorry, wrong one. Actually, I got that. Well, I apologize. Sorry. Sorry. The first figure you see next to Robichaux, next to, what's his damn name, Kristoff, is a small, what looks like a female dwarf, except her skin is... Hey, no, Josh, get it right. Sorry. You see a tall man whose skin is golden in color. Uh, he has, like, a high hat. He looks like a mage. Um, you know, power is crackling from his hands. The next one is the Minotaur. The next one along is the female dwarf, whose hair and, like, everything is just wrongly coloured. Uh, the next one along is a half-orc, who's got, like, these two, like, who's shirtless and brawny and muscular. Looks great. Um, and he's got, like, these two massive magical gauntlets on his hands. Or at least what you assume is magical, because they're glowing and, and everything. Um, the next one is the wizard that I described, who's got a magic wand and a deck of cards. And the last, last one... Oh, sorry. Second to last is the elf. The last, last one is the mage with the wand and the deck of cards. So, let Josh start again. Man who looks kind of like Zhang, but is definitely a wizard. Large minotaur guy. Um, what's her name? Uh... Short dwarfy lady. So are, e are each one of these dudes standing in front of a pillar? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Except and for except all, for Kristoff. And they all have a badge with their number on it. They do. Okay, hmm. so I'm gonna hit. Little tree's gonna hit this floorboard. And we're gonna look at the guy who's got the number two or the number one badge. We're gonna hit the pillar he's in front of, and we're gonna go up like that. Okay. When you say look at the heroes and the way they're around, the guy who looks like Zhang has a large number one on him. The minotaur next to him has a five on him. 
Oh, so we hit pillow five first? I'm gonna I run know, up and do you? I'm gonna run up and tap pillow five. Pillow five erupts with green numbers uh, uh, on top of it. Not erupts, but it lights up a green number five. Check it out. No headache. All right. Who's the no which is the next guy? Okay. The next one, uh, as I said, is a small dwarf lady. Um, hers takes a little while to come. Actually, can someone give me an investigation roll? Actually, no, don't bother. Don't bother. I'm not going to do that. Hers, fine, hers takes a while because she's got like long hair and like a kind of lady beard thing happening. Because um, Durgar in this grow beards. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they do. Rules was written, but... She's got long hair. Uh, and you can see like a small number three. I walk, I casually saunter up and hit the three pillar, like with just As one finger. As the six goes out and you place your, your foot on the three, you roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh wait, I have to leave my pillar to go to that pillar? Yes. I thought I was at the fifth pillar. You were, oh, in you that case, I would have requested one of my party do it. Okay, yeah. who do you request? Go step on the three. Okay, Colin, you safe. step on the three, you can hear a clunk, and then a green number three above your head. Hey, it worked. Alright, you guys can figure the rest of this out. I'm gonna have a little nap. <laughs> yes. To, to kind of give you guys a... Uh, I think it's the th this tall was, man with This was an skin. easy... Uh, he was number one. Oh, then it is the punchy half-orc. Punchy half-orc indeed, number four. Um, yeah, so who steps on number four? Mags will do it. Mags. Uh, as you step on number four, um, the plate goes clunk, and there's a number four. And I assume we're going to have uh, Michael or Michaela step on the other ones? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael will just kind of, he's got a staff and kind of uses the staff to tentatively You, you push place on the it. staff and it does, and it, like, you can't push it down. It, it clearly requires you to actually step on it. Stupid, stupid magic. All right, I'll step on it. <laughs> It'll be fine. You step on it. It goes clunk, and a green number four goes above your head. Michaela, there's one left. Oh, oh, uh, of course, yeah, sure. This and she goes and steps on the last one. And as you can see, they all flash green. And in the middle, a small trapdoor opens up in the floor that was rather wonderfully and cunningly hidden. And a small pillar comes up. And on top of this pillar is a small blue gem. At this point, Christoph is walking around the room, and he is looking at each of these. And as he goes past, he names them. Oh, there I am. He points at the Minotaur. That was one horn. Big fella. Why did they call him that? I think it's because he had one horn. I didn't want yeah. to assume. Well, we, we couldn't pronounce his actual name because he spoke a language that we couldn't understand. So we went with something that was pretty distinctive. Made sense at the time. He points at the mage with the uh, deck of cards. That was Faradex. He... Eh, he wasn't bad. He points at... Um, 
Uh, we know Robichaud, you know. He points at the small dwarf lady and says, that was Galman. She was good at all kind of like, you know, interesting stuff. Like, things that move without you needing to touch them. Like, she'd wind up this little toy soldier thing and it would march. It was crazy good. So, like, the Georges that we fought. Similar, but not of that size. Okay. While all this is happening, I... While all this is happening, Mouth surreptitiously walks up and pockets the very expensive-looking gem. Excellent. He I need you to roll a sleight of hand for that, because I do have... Yeah, a, I, I'd, I'd love a, a, a sleight of hand roll. This would be fun. It's not difficult for Mouth to just put a thing in his pocket, is it? I mean, how, no, but how bad can you screw this up, noticing. You, you can just have to be my passive perception. Okay, you're good. 16 Maximum plus notice. numbers. Yes, it's like 19, I think, in your case. Uh, he points at the um, the half orc. That was Charles, Braun, son. You don't want to mess with Charles. But we're probably Not gonna have to, right? Well, probably. I mean, that guy fought pretty damn serious. It's like he had a death wish. But, Sorry. Wait, what'd you say his name was? Charles Braun, son. Oh, this is embarrassing, Josh. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Who's the tall gold Sorry. guy? That. The guy with the number one. Well, we weren't too good at pronouncing his name either. We just called him Cho. Okay. You seem to make up a lot of names for your friends. Well, we, where we came from, there are a lot of different languages spoken. We just couldn't get by on the one. So... You know, we, we adapt things to make it easy for us to remember people's names. Out of curiosity, hmm? what's my name? Miles. Oh, have I been getting yeah. this wrong too? <laughs> you yes. know, after a certain point, it's really embarrassing to ask. Yes, he's let's, been let's... Miles, the great wizard, the entire time. <laughs> I brought this upon myself. That was the right. first name that I could think of that sounded even vaguely like Michael. <laughs> uh, as you actually have a good look at uh, Cho, um, and I assume some of you do, you notice that he's, he's definitely got like a wizardly air to him, um, but he's holding a crossbow that looks like if you had, say, like a hundred years or something, might look like the ancestor of the crossbow Tyler is holding. How long have you not been dead? Well, I was not dead for about 35 years. Right. But what I assume you mean is, how long have I been undead? Uh. <sighs> I don't remember. Time's a funny thing. Right. I also realize I've been doing my Baron voice for this guy, which is terrible, because someone's going to be listening to this and binging it. And I'm really sorry, people, but we've had like three weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a professional anything. I mean, um, I've also fallen off the wayside with Mags' voice, so you're good. <laughs> yes, don't even bother. Yeah, the trick is to just do your normal voice. 
Yeah, I've known. Yeah. Well, when you play one character, Tyler, yes. Okay. I mean, at some point, maybe you'll play lots of characters in something. Like, you'll run something for us. No, I don't know no. what you're talking about. Don't know? Oh, okay. Oh. We can hope. <laughs> or fear. You know, whichever. Yeah, I, I was pretty good. Excellent. So so what, what does the party do now in, in the closing few minutes I've got left? Did the well, door open? Uh, no, the we... door in that original room? Yeah, or to get Not out of yet. this room? Okay. Okay. Um, so I assume y'all... Oh, sorry, didn't mean to pick you all up like that. That was rude. Uh, so as you come back to this room, um, you can see that the three pillars are still there. Uh, one of them has got a red like kind of rim around the top of it. One has got a blue rim and one has got a green rim. Uh, I guess I'm not selling this after all. I hesitatingly try seeing if this gem fits into the blue podium. It does. And as it slides in, you can hear it click, and a blue light illuminates proudly forth and fills up one of the circles. I open up the book and pull the red one out. Reach and stick it in. How, where did you guys get all these gems? I, I thought was I was the, the gem guy. You didn't. <laughs> you think? You wish? You wish you're a gem dude. But I, I'm the gem guy. No, you're the spells guy. Oh. All right. Okay, uh, Conlon, uh, uh, you you click this red one in, and it click. Sorry. Uh, it clicks in, and a red light illuminates another circle on the door, creating a small purple space where the two circles intersect. Cool. We need a green one. Yes. Yeah, back it's in the Margrave, we just use these things called locks. That you open with something called a key. Do you guys use that? This is, this is needlessly extravagant. I mean, this probably means they're hiding something important. Like gems. Well, Ooh. if gems are keys to it, I'm assuming it's going to be more than gems. <gasps> huh. Like lots of gems. <sighs> or crystals. Could be. That's a really good question. What's that? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, excellent. So, um, we're, we are unfortunately going to leave it there as Josh does have to go, uh, and, and do things like work, which is terrible. Um, everyone, thank you very, very much for joining me again. Um, we'll just do the quick, uh, socials and whatnot where people can find you and get your work. Uh, Dane, where, where can people get your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dame Does Art. I have, um, pretty good examples in my pinned tweet of what I like to do. So contact me there. And it is lovely art. We're going to be sharing more of the, the completed versions of everyone's character portraits throughout the week, I think. Um, sorry, I just hit a mental blank. Uh, Jacob. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at jabbitsiu. Excellent. Tyler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ronald Foos. Um, just send me a message. Let me know that somebody actually listens to this. Okay, I'll. Well, I, I listen to it several times when I edit. Okay, yeah. just one message per person. Okay. <laughs> <Thank> um, <laughs> and Ethan, I know you don't care. Just, just Google it. Okay, just, just Google Ethan, everyone. Um, 
And yes, I am Josh. I can be found at Nerdy People D and D. Uh, we run this podcast. I run the Marguerite podcast, and I do Better Homes and Dungeons, which is going to have some really cool guests. But Woo. until then, we shall see you later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Mm.